Yes, ma'am. I got it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, praise God. Hey, this modern technology and everybody being at home and, and the airwaves being, but I thank the Lord that we are able to get this session recorded today. We weren't able yesterday, but we still had a good time anyhow. Amen. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to A Word from the Word Ministries. I am Evangelist Finney Riddle, and my co-founder and, and, and my big brother, Pastor Connors Mobley, is with us today, and he is going to be teaching us out of the book of Revelation, the first chapter, and we will be picking up with the 11th verse today. That's Revelation, the first chapter, and verse 11. But before we get off into it, we are going to open up with prayer. We're going to pray as the Lord taught his disciples to pray in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. And he said that when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, y'all know the drill. Get your hard copy, your smartphone, your dumb phone, your laptop, your PC, wherever you got your word, get it. Then get pencil and paper so that you can take notes. Yeah, take notes. Write down questions. And we invite your questions. If you have any questions, you can inbox me at Evangelist Benny. I'm on Facebook through Messenger or Pastor Mobley. Okay? You can inbox him, Connor Mobley. And we will answer your question. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is a word from the word ministries. And you can post your questions there. You can also post any prayer requests if you have them. So before, without any further ado, we're going to turn this lesson now over to Pastor Mobley. We are in the first chapter of Revelation, verse 11. Pastor Mobley, it's in your hands. Well, a big God bless you to you, my beloved sister. Evangelist Benny Riddle, and to each one of you who have tuned in with yours truly for this broadcast, and what a blessed privilege and honor the Lord have so ordained it for us to gather once again in his name to worship him, for they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And as we look at this text today, it is worship. And it is based on what the text is going to reveal unto us as we prepare to see what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto us, his church. 
first thing when we walk back through the text one time, the very first verse spells out why the book is being written. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if we don't go no further than that, it is best for us to realize that the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. So he made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. If we ever could get to that place in God, wherein this will be our name placed in position to know that we are testifying to everything that we have saw, everything that we have heard, and this is the testimony of Jesus Christ. He says, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. And God knows we are living in that type of season right now wherein all of us need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto us, his church. So as we jump right into it with verse number 7, for today, it says, look, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Notice how the directives are given to us from the text as John is revealing to us what he is seeing, what he is hearing, and pretty much what he is being shown uh, from the Spirit of God through the power of his Holy Spirit revealing unto John exactly how to write what he's writing. So first of all, let's take a look at what he says right here, verse 7. The very first word is look. Another word for look is behold. And if there's ever a time when we as the body of Christ need to be looking, it's in this very present day. We need to look. And I mean keep our eyes focused looking up because he's coming with the clouds. We need to keep looking up because every eye will see him. We need to keep looking because even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him, period. So shall it be. Amen. Notice how verse number seven puts us in a place of beholding the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. How he's coming back now for his church that is without spot 
neither wrinkled. Did not say any religions, did not say any denominational anything. He's coming back for the church to which he established himself. Don't have a name on it. It's Jesus Church. (laughs) And he made it real clear when he comes back for his church, that means the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We need be sounding the alarm on this 28th day of this third month in this 20th year of the year 2000, we need to be shouting in the street, behold, he cometh. We all caught up on the epidemic that, that the Lord has allowed to get some of our attention that he's on his way back. And that's why we have to do like the hymnologists wrote as they were inspired. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, for God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abides. God will take care of you. See, here's the great joy of the text. It's a revelation right here in verse Number seven, it's a revelation, and the number seven in scriptorial hermeneutics, just a big word for the correct interpretation of the text itself, the number seven, which most people uh, know is that number of, quote-unquote, perfection, well, of maturity, yes, it means that as well, but also it's the number of completeness. It is that number for the entire book of Revelation. Because in this book to which we are reading, seven comes up more than 20 times, if not more than that, throughout the book of the Revelation in order so we will understand that what God is doing in this season is bringing about the perfection that that is warranted for each one of us since Jesus was already slain before the foundation of the world. Now comes the perfection and the completeness of being made one with him through the blood, the sacrificial lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. So notice verse 7 as we start off once again. Look how the words speak to us from the Holy Writ. It says it one more time. Look. Why aren't we looking like we could and like we should? Why aren't we keeping our eyes focused, looking only unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith? Why we can't see him coming with the clouds, knowing every eye We'll see him, even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. Now, the reason why folks will mourn is because they will have a rude awakening of how dead they were in the, in the spirit realm and never was made alive. <laughs> Y'all know that we, amongst us, we, we got show business going on in the houses of worship. So people can act a role. They, they know how to jump to the music. They know how to keep to the beat. They, they know how to do church. But doing church is not going to help us if we are not becoming the church, that one body in Christ that he's coming back for 
one day. It is based on this text today that's helping us to see that we are the living, and let me see if I put it this way, the living love of God. When we have love one for another, then we are living the love of God, for he loved us and gave himself for us. It is a doxology that John is introducing to us to help us to see, based on what Jesus is saying to us, that all of us need to look. And the only thing we've got in us to look is with these eyes of ours. And, you know, when you get over a certain age, Lord have mercy, Jesus, I got over 50. It looked like I needed glasses and had never had glasses before, never needed them before, but I'm thankful to God for them. Hallelujah. Because I can see that <laughs> I can see clearly now. The rain is gone, you know. (laughs) And and see, that's how we can enjoy the Lord one with each other. I hope nobody's offended because we're laughing, but it is good to to note that, that laughter and joy can fill our hearts as we read this text. That's and right. I want us to see it because here it is. It's the Lord's words of, of him recording it back from Matthew's gospel. Uh, Paul even speaks about it in some of his letters about uh, godly sorrow and the sorrow of the world. And it's so sad that we in the body of Christ don't feel the weight of the cross of Calvary enough to cause us to behold, look up, because he's coming with clouds. And and note that our time is not as long as it has been and it's not as short as it will be because the text says, and, and it's amazing to see how the text is constantly repeating itself, the cloud of glory at the transfiguration where where, where the Lord only allowed the inner circle to see him go through the transformation of coming back to himself from what he once was to what he presently is to what he will be. Lord, have mercy. And, and it's such a magnificence of seeing that he is coming in the manner of the clouds of glory. It's, it's a symbol of, of his majesty, dominion, and power. Because clouds and darkness are round about him, but he's the light, Lord have mercy, that is the light of the world. And he's ever shining in our soul. So, so by searching, can we find him out? Uh, by, by, by us moving through the process of striving to enter in at the straight gate. Are we learning to search for him so we can find him out? He's already found us, but have we really found him in such a way until we understand his call over our lives, his purpose in calling us? 
to come out of darkness to walk into his marvelous light, to come out from amongst them and be ye separated, saith the Lord, to know that we are the king's kids, his children, who understand the meaning of the word made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld him in all of his glory. Here the Lord spoke of it as the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. He's painting the picture for us to know how we're going to see him, if I'm going to see him, even those who pierced him. And that's not just physically, but, but, but spiritually. And all the people of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. And the reason why the folks on the earth will mourn is because they haven't been transformed. Lord have mercy. Because they did not acknowledge the fact that to the utmost Jesus saves. They did not acknowledge the fact that 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 Jesus bought us with the price of his own blood, sealed us until the day of redemption, and he's waiting on each one of us who have said yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way, that we've got another overpass, hallelujah, by the Passover to get to the other side of going through so that we'll be able to say, just like the church had to cry out, amen, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And all of us can experience that on a daily basis if we allow the words of the word of God to have its meaning fulfilled in and through our lives. Since I believe that every single one of us need that mountaintop Mount Sinai experience, but we also need that mountaintop of transfiguration where we can see who does God see when we look in the mirror. Are we seeing the reflection of him or have we only seen our own reflection and have no idea whether or not is he present in us and with us? The evidence is in the text here where the Son of Man coming in his kingdom is evident here for every born-again child of God to understand that when the text tells us we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and every eye shall see him just as he is, it ain't going to be like we, like we hear, well, I'm going to look for my mother and my father and my brothers and my sisters, my aunties and uncles and cousins and all that. No, no, no. We won't have no idea, no thoughts of this world to which we are presently living in because if he allowed us to keep some of these memories, glory to God, then we might, we might as well just be corrupt just like the enemy and bring it, bring it all over again what he has sacrificed so that we might have life to have it to live in him more abundantly. Pastor. So, yes, sir. Question. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay, this is for the sake of discussion here. I get it. I get it that, you know, I, you know, we can, we, we, we can hope and pray that 
you know, our moms and our dads and our sisters and brothers and all our friends and all other relatives that's connected to us. Yeah, we hope that we'll see them. But the thing is, is that would it be safe to say that when we see them again, we won't be looking at them as mama, daddy's, you know, as the relative side, the earthly relative, but we'll be looking at them more as the relative on the spiritual side, as them being our sister and our brother and being there in the presence of the Almighty. I stand firm with you, sis, and and I want folks to understand, just as Evangelist Benny really just brought that out, you can't be changed and look the same. Let that settle down. You can't be changed if you look the same. What God is going to do, and I firmly believe this in my spirit heart, just because this flesh that we were born in and born with, as the word calls it, is corrupt, and no flesh can glory in his presence. No flesh. I firmly believe when we see the children of God, our brothers and our sisters, it will be just as if we just came home for a family reunion of greeting and meeting one another as if it was the first time all over again. See, because we cannot say I'm going to see, and, and since I get it all the time, I know you do too, I, I'm going to see my mother, I'm going to see my father, I'm going to see my grandmama, my granddaddy, I'm going to see all my family and relatives and all of that. Right, right, I'm right. going to tell you, that's not true. We, we don't know who we're going to see, and there will be no remembrance of the planet called Earth and life the way it was, because if we've been changed, you can't go back to what you once was. Or else we will open up the floodgate for sin to enter back in. Lord have mercy. See, so when we see one another, it's not going to be us seeing each other as we know of them by relationship on the planet called Earth. No, no, no. When we greet our brothers and our sisters, I believe it will be so much so, sis, that there will be no thought whatsoever of this past life that we once lived. Because each one of us is going to get a new name that's written down on stone, and we're going to, when we receive it, then we can identify ourselves now to say, oh, my name is whatever that is on the stone. <laughs> See? And there won't be no duplicates of that whatsoever. No. None. Mm-mm. Wow. So this word right here is trying to help us to really, truly understand this text in a spiritual sense. Literal is okay, but don't miss the spiritual sense and meaning of it because if it's still unseen, it cannot be revealed to us based on what the text says. I haven't seen nor ear have heard, neither have it entered the hearts of men what our God have already in store for those of us who love him. And I believe that when the revelation of this text comes into its fullness uh, based upon 
the, the, the church, uh, the body of Christ, uh, meeting the Savior and him saying well done and welcome and so forth, that there's going to be some responsibilities and some regulations and there's going to be some order and there's going to be some things to which because he just did not save us to be saved, we'll become governors. Have mercy. We'll become chiefs of staff, so to speak, because God is going to have a kingdom that suits him where all of us will be serving him by serving one another, just like he meant for us to do while we're yet here. We're going to be working now. I know that for sure. We, we ain't just flying around and all that kind of carrying on like we got wings like the angels and, you know, blat our eyes and we here and we there and all that kind of stuff. No, I believe it's going to be just as God had created Adam and Eve to occupy paradise, the Garden of Eden. And I believe for us it's going to be on light mannerism wherein with the new heaven and the new earth that he would place us in positions to govern and to uh, tend and take care of that to which he had made and foreordained it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So he says, when this text speaks to us so loud and clear today, look, he's coming with the clouds, verse 7, and every eye will see him. That means sinner and saint. All of us going to see him one day. Right. And there is no decision-making at that given time. If there's no turning around, backing up, none of that kind of stuff. Every eye going to see him. And even those who pierced him, and that goes both physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, economic, everywhere you can look, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. Now, when I looked at that, mourn because of him, I believe that this, there's different kinds of mourning. Uh, and I really firmly believe that the mourn in this text is based on knowing that not everybody is going to receive the welcome invitation of enter into your father's kingdom that has been prepared for you before the foundation of the world. I, I firmly believe there's going to be some mothers and fathers in Zion that's going to be a part of the crew that's going to mourn for some souls because they already know what the end is going to be. Yeah. The separation of the right and the wrong. And, and since I firmly believe this, and I've always said it, God has designed you all as woman, women to be a woman, and, and, it's, and not necessarily with the title mints, but yet they play a role in it too, as mothers, as sisters, as grandmothers, as godmothers, all those kinds of things, because you have been built and designed in womanhood with the real love of God. We as men don't have that, but you as the women have that. And I believe that's why the mourning will be that of love for those who are still lost and will be lost. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. I firmly believe that. 
that yeah, y'all would really too. mourn hard on that because your desire is that no one should perish, but that all will come into repentance. But you will feel that separation of their life from Christ. And you will be wow. mourning because of God's love that he has, that, that he didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And he gave us, each one of us can't ever say we didn't have enough time because we have more than enough time to get our act together and get right with God. Yeah. I wanted to pause there. I believe that morning is going to come from the women, from the mothers in Zion. I really believe that, 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 that you're going to be mourning for that child because that child could have been your son, your daughter, grandchild, yeah. Yeah. nephew, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I I agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. That that yeah, that that bounces back to what we said yesterday about you know the word mourn because we will see the separation and like you said, it will hurt to know that I'm going to have to spend eternity. Break off that individual. However, at the same time, and I know it's a mixed emotion, but at the same time, yeah, I hate that you won't be with me in eternity, but I'm still thankful that I'm yeah. able to be here in eternity. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's where the surprise is going to be for all of us. Because, you see, some of us that already been the judge, jury, and the executioner, but some people Lord, on this side of the grass. Forgive us, Lord. My God. And they done <laughs> already predestined where you're going to spend eternity. Lord, help us here. But won't they be surprised when... You get there, and they don't. Who we? My God. My, 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 my. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. You show me a No, no. You say that. You show me You know. It's back in your hands, teacher. Well, you know, sis, the, the spiritual Israel, which is the church of the living God, and literally, um, I think a part of this morning, too, that's going to take place is because the weight of and, and the heaviness of that it cost Jesus to bear that cross on our behalf. And I believe that we got to feel it in order for us to appreciate heaven. Or for all of us to appreciate paradise, he's going to let oh. some of us feel it so that we won't ever forget what we did to God's son. Because we, we crucified him. We yeah. nailed him to the cross. We did it by our disobedience. And the bad part about it is it happened at the very beginning. That's it. My, my, my. 
It didn't even get it. Well, we can't say how long this earth was was had been in existence uh, uh, before Adam and Eve decided to eat of the bad tree, well, the good tree that they was told not to eat of. Um, ain't that funny how everything we're told not to do is the very thing that we find ourselves doing? Ain't that what Paul said? Come on here. That's low. <laughs> you know. But the thing is, is that, no, we don't know how long it took before they did that action, however it happened. Mm-hmm. And because of that action, yeah, and, 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 and the earth itself, too, has been mourning ever since. Most definitely. That's the truth. Yeah. Only now we're seeing more of a weeping and wailing. <laughs> yeah. Because, A, because of what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. in this part of the world we got this going on, in that part of the world you got that going on. Now you got mm-hmm. this thing that's uncovered the whole world. Yeah. And like you said, behold, we the church need to be paying attention, y'all. Yes, Lord. We need to be paying attention. Look. Don't walk around with your head down. Walk around with your head up. Because he ain't cracking through the ground. He cracking through the sky. My God. Didn't the verse say that, that... when he ascended, that's the reason why it said, Behold, he cometh with the clouds. Because like you said, that's the way he left, right? That's it. That's it. And so, you told me, that's the way I'm coming back. That says, you see me going, I'm coming back the same way. Nah. Nah. But yeah, that morning is... Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt like everything. However, mm-hmm. we also have the right to rejoice that we made it. Yeah. I'm not. Because none of us are perfect. No, none of far, us. From, far from it, sis. We all are works in progress. Yes, Lord. But there is hope. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. There is hope. Yes, Lord. Okay, teacher. My, my, my. Back in your well, hands. Well, that verse 8, uh, Revelation 1, has spoken to us. Jesus speaks for the first time. And John records exactly what he says. He says, I am the Alpha. That's the first, the beginning. And the Omega. And that's the beginning and the ending. All that have had a beginning will will have an end. And the commencement that's taking place here from the text is to let us be reminded of 
eternity present, in eternity past, and eternity future, because of his name being the I Am, Alpha and Omega. Here, I believe, is where he's starting to help us to see from the text who he is, who he was, and who he is to come, the Almighty. We 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 gonna we gonna see such a a, a magnificence of of a thunderous uh, a choir from heaven. The angels singing. It, it's gonna be something like we ain't never heard before, never seen before, never experienced before. Man, while we on yeah. the planet called Earth, you talking about a showing up family reunion of us getting to meet the Father getting to meet the Son, and getting to meet the Holy Spirit and all of the ministering angels, Lord have mercy, that were dispatched to watch over us, glory to God, to resurrect us, right. to deliver us. Right. You see what we, we, It's going to be something to behold. And, and I don't really believe that there's anybody whom God has given, and, and I ask God's forgiveness if I'm wrong, that he has revealed what that looks like because all of us can paint a picture but I guarantee it's nothing in comparison to what it shall be, the majesty right. of God, and to note that that could not have been thought about uh, or, or even through our father's imagination would ever be able to come up with that explicit way of what it's going to look like when he comes back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Talking about magnificence. Yes, God. If that ain't enough to um, make you fall down on 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 your face, nothing is. Come on here. Mm-mm-mm. My God. Like you said, we can't even imagine that. We we sure enough can't. Can't paint no picture in no kind of way, shape, or form, sis. Nothing. Nothing is in comparison to the glory that shall be revealed unto us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the reason why we say I'd rather live this life with the hope in believing that there is a God than to live this life not believing and find out that there is one. My, 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 my. Wow. Wow. That's saying something, sis. That's saying something for sure. Mm. Wow. Well, then, check this out. In verse 9, John paints a picture again. Yeah. Elaborate on that one. We got still got a few minutes. All right. Well, notice here how verse 9 walks us in. John now has privilege given to him to identify who he is. And the Lord waiting on us to do the same thing, y'all. We need to start identifying with one another of who we are. 
in Christ Jesus. And I ain't talking about title mints. I'm not talking about none of that. <laughs> I'm talking about having a newness of life approach to what is to come. Notice how John says it. He says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, period. Do you see what I see based upon John identifies himself with each one of us, and he's saying to us, I'm your brother. Not only am I your brother, but I'm also your companion in the suffering. And not only am I the brother and the companion in the suffering, but I need you to know that the kingdom has suffered violence, but the violence has taken it by force, and the patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. That says it all. That right there helps every single one of us now to be involved in the oneness of the text because John is writing but he's also informing us of the present love of God and the great outcome that grace may much more abound when we come to this place of actually living what love is since God is love. Since I don't know how I can't, I, I, our infinite minds can't even phantom the glory of God the Father shining within each one of us like beacon lights, and we would be his witness, not for us to have to testify and start testifying. Come on here. Oh, wait. <laughs> but, but, but it's going to be the acknowledgement of God's great love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And Jesus gave his life that we might have life and that we might have it to live in him more abundantly. That's living love right there. there's, There's a living testimony of a witness right there so that we all understand, as John writes to us, identifies who he is to us, he's our brother, he's our companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. He identifies with us on this 28th day of this third month in this 20th year of the year. 2000. John is still identifying himself with us based on the suffering and the kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. And see, that should be our testimony, not outside the word. It, that's our testimony, living in the word, 
and living because of the word of God, that every one of us should believe the testimony of Jesus. Because it's all about him. It's not about us. Right. Right. It has to be the testimony of Jesus. And I keep trying to tell folks, you don't have no testimony if it's not that of Jesus Christ and him crucified, dead, buried, rose again, ascended into heaven, and sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf, saying the same prayer, Father, make them one as we are one. Wow. And that's praise music right there to our ears to understand how the love of God extends itself into eternity on our behalf. And John gave us a glimpse, putting he being our brother and companion in the suffering in the kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. That's why we, 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 we got the glory in our tribulation. That's not, it's more easier said than done, but, but yeah. we got to learn how to glory in our tribulation, knowing this, that it is the trying of our faith that work in patience, patience, experience, and experience hope. John did not mention nothing about his condition, being on the island of Patmos, out there no, he didn't. with Mary, the mother of Jesus. He went out there because he received a direct word. And he makes it clear to us, I'm here because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. That's mighty good news right there. What mission are we on if we are not living the testimony, Lord have mercy, of Jesus while we are traveling through here on the Lord's day? Because every day is the Lord's day. And because of the word of God, and because we are carrying the testimony of Jesus Christ. Sis, that's something we need to look at. The, who does God see when we look in the mirror? Is he seeing any of that, of what happened with his son in us, being glorified in Christ Jesus? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sis, this word wow. right here is helping every single one of us to develop our character spiritually. And here's what I mean by that. Look how John is describing himself. He says, I, John, verse 9, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, period. Will we ever get to have a testimony like that that we can share with others that they will see God in Christ by the Holy Spirit operating in us and through us, bringing about the hope of glory because it's no longer the I but it's the Christ that liveth in us so that the life which we now live in this flesh, we're only living by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. The old folks used to sing, I want to be to be like Jesus. I just want to be like him, so meek and lowly, so high and holy. That's all I want is to be like him. But are we practicing that? 
or is that just words because it sounds good but doing us no good if we're not practicing what we preach and preach what we practice? That one right there. My, my, my. And, 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 and sad to say, you know, uh, and we're about to close, but the thing is, is that, you know, we get so caught up in, like you said, our titles and entitlements till, till we just know we got a seat in the kingdom because I'm, I'm bishop this or I'm overseer that and, you know, nobody has a greater title than I have. Excuse me. And and what you just said is the way the world is looking at us, the church. Mm-hmm. Because the world says, if you're supposed to be one of his kids and you out here saying this and doing that and all of this other stuff, and you're saying that you got a seat in the kingdom, well, guess what? I know I got one. Lord, help us here. Mm-mm-mm. And I ain't professing all of that. Right. My, my, my. Like you said, we should be living every day like it is the Lord's day because it is. But because but because of the ritualistic teachings that we have had, we only think about him on those as you said, the prescribed days of worship. When yeah. every day ought to be a day of thanksgiving. Yes, Lord, you say the years. Why? Because he woke you up. There you go. And you got another chance to get it right. You didn't wake up That's on the true. other side of the grass when it's Lord done. You can't do no more when you cross over. It's done. Come on in. That's right. My God. Mm-mm-mm. Well, preacher, I am so glad that you are are teaching this lesson and making it plain to us and helping us realize that it's not about the theology, it's not about what you call it, the 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 homo, the homoludics or homiletics or whatever whatever that word is, but <laughs> it ain't about all of that. It's not about mm-hmm. all of that. It's about understanding what he's saying and and realizing that no matter what we go through, he's got us, and that That's this true. book, if this book right here does not reveal to us who he is. Lord, help us here. Because what you got to understand is is that, yeah, this is the 66th book in the Bible, but the other 65 describes him too. Yes, Lord, sure does. If you read it from Genesis to Revelation, the whole book is about who? Him. That's the truth. The word, 
made flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. So sure we invite you uh, on tomorrow, well, really tonight, on tonight, and it is posted on our Facebook page, but starting at midnight tonight, which will be Sunday morning, and Pastor Mobley will be doing a special prayer, pray for us. He'll be doing it at midnight tonight. Then he'll come back again at 6 o'clock a.m. Let me back up. It'll be midnight Eastern time, 11 o'clock Central, 10 Mountain, and 9 Pacific. Then at 6 o'clock Eastern a.m., He'll be coming back. It'll be 6 Eastern, 5 Central, 4 Mountain, and 3 Pacific. Then he'll come back at noon Eastern, 11 Central, 10 Mountain, 9 Pacific. And then he'll come back again at 6 p.m. that evening. Pastor, will you be doing another one at midnight on Sunday night, or would a 6 p.m. one be the last one? I'm pressing on to do that midnight again, so we'll we'll be full circle. Okay. So dial in to the same number that you dialed, our conference line number, and, 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 and tune in. If you can't make them all, Try to make at least one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Because in a time like this, we do need to come together for our teachings as well as for our praying that we come in together as one body and one voice mm-hmm. knocking on heaven's door. Also, um, join us on Monday. We'll pick the teaching back up on Monday. We'll be back in Revelation, the first chapter, and Pastor left off at the ninth verse, so he usually recaps, so we'll be picking up with the ninth verse on Monday, chapter one of Revelation. Pastor, would you pray us out, please, sir? Father, we say thank you once again for this wonderful golden opportunity that you have granted each one of us to come and sit at the table that has been prepared for us to eat these words of everlasting eternal life. Now we speak to the household of faith today that we may be encouraged and uplifted to continue to run this race with patience, looking only unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So we thank you for thy word of truth today. Thank you for enabling each one of us to have an ear to hear that which the Spirit of God needs to say unto us, your church. We pray for Israel today that they will be saved, and we pray for the church of the living God that we may be made one. So we rejoice in you now because we believe you by faith that the answered prayer is answered 
by faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And remember, the Lord loves you, and we do too. Amen.